1: Hey, let me get you where I want you. Your best night down, yeah. hell a lot of women be the best I found. If I offer you a chance, and click like how? With my hands like damn, and like wow. Lebanese, Puerto Rican, like Say they heard I'm the king, wanna test my crown. Swerve on the things in the vet,
2: top down. And the realest one of the dealers ever rep my town. So if you ever wanna get it off your chest, I'm down. High fly, a a G5 jet rise. Triple black family, shut your S5 down. Now your girl wanna talk
1: about sex right now. While I hit them rappers, but respect my style. High kiss on the lips while I dress, slide down. Hey Marie, wanna see you with your hair lit down. And your body soaking wet on the bed, stretched out. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Thursday episode. Do days even mean anything anymore to any of us? Uh, How is everybody doing? I hope everybody's good. Listen, I'm coming off just watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I actually got to watch it live on, like, the East Coast feed. And I got to tell you, I usually don't get to watch it live. And it's it's a whole new ball game because then you can, like tweet. <laughs> you can Instagram stupid shit during. And I got to tell you, the third episode finally made up for how dour and depressing and boring the second episode was. Man, it, 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 it's good when something leaves you wanting more. Like, I didn't want more last week, but now I kind of want just a little bit more, just a little taste. Oh, you guys, I wish I could do a recap right now for you, but I've got to let it percolate in the old brain and really sit with it tonight, dream about it. You know, you know, Steve Jobs once said, you gotta just open your mind. And that's how I really take these recaps. It's so serious. And I'm just so thankful that we're at the finish line. For me personally, these seasons are tough. Now I can understand, you know, the Tom Brady situation. This guy puts him through through hell. Like this Giselle Bündchen, you know, if I had a Giselle Boonchin in my life, you know, they would probably be severely upset at me for just how much I think about these ladies. It really is uh, what's that word? I'm looking sad. That's what it is. That was the word. Uh, but it was really good. I can't wait to talk about it. There's so many moments that are still, I'm like, what? <laughs> I saw the devil and your name was Kathy Hilton. Like, come on, dude. Like even the devil's like, give me a break. Like I'm the devil. That's not, Ka- how dare you give Kathy my moniker? Oh, so many good moments. You got. it is so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. Oh, anyways. I hope you guys are good. Uh, we're going to get right into the interview today because it has been a long day. It has been a long week. It has been a long month, and I'm sure for you guys too. And listen, I want to be uh, – you guys don't – okay, I always say you guys don't need the content. It's so much content, blah, 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 blah. But then I get messages of people that listen to every episode. I, I opened up a DM tonight, and I'm so sorry I'm not remembering your name. And she says she um she's an artist for a living, and she does pottery and like throws clay, like a real actual talent, like a unique gift. And she puts this on. And like, I like to think, like, wow, somebody's making art while <laughs> they're listening to me. And what if you see the pots and they're all just kind of like distorted, like devil-like Rinna vases or something? I wonder what kind of art you make, you know, what kind of pottery you make while listening to this podcast. That's <laughs> it's just just mangled pottery, (laughs) but it was so exciting. So of course, and listen, I always tell you guys, and for those of you new to the show, hi, hello, it's going to be okay. I know you just heard a song and that's not that's weird for podcasting, but it's going to be okay. Use the timestamps. If you want to skip right to our interview with Sammy Sage today, go for it, man. Nobody's stopping you. We have timestamps. Today is going to be a shorter episode though, because it's just been, if you guys know what's been going on, you know, went to BravoCon, lost my shit, Came home, uh, been moving, have to move all my stuff, been moving stuff into storage. And on Friday, uh, I finally get movers to help me. So it's like boxing up my life. And I talked about that, I think, on Monday's show of just all these books that I have that I've, I've kept through me. It's, you know, like the things you buy, whether it be the CDs, DVDs, or books, are kind of the roadmap of your life. So you start having all of these memories Memories, like I really, you start having these memories of like, oh my god, I remember when I bought this book and I thought I was going to read it that year, or I remember when I bought this book. I, you, you know, it's like you you think about like when you read, oh, I read that right after that breakup, or I read this, or I read the Seven Laws of Spiritual Success at this time, and none of the laws actually applied to me and and didn't work. You think about all of those things. So it's been a really intense week on so many different levels, but also just a physical level. I'm so thankful to not have gotten sick. And, um, because coming off BravoCon, just no sleep, but it's just been wild. And I'm almost out of the woods. If I can just get through Friday, everything's good. I'll fill you in on my mom's stuff at a later date. Um, but thank you for everybody that's messaged me about that. And that is it. I can't wait to talk about Beverly Hill. That's all I'm thinking about right now because I'm compartmentalizing. <laughs> and that's what you do. You know, that's what pop culture is about, right? So it kind of like you, you're able to separate your actual life and you're like, you know what? My actual life, I don't want to think about sometimes. So you can go to, turn to this pop culture and it can work two ways. It can make you, um, you can commiserate about your life through the art of this pop culture, or it can make you forget completely about your life and completely distract you. And sometimes both of those things are equally beautiful, right? That's why we love it, because it can do both. We can commiserate and it can hold a mirror up to our own lives or selves. Not that Lisa Rena, you can't, I can't recognize anything in that. But sometimes it just then is so ridiculous that it takes you away completely from any issue. You know, it takes you away. I was watching Love is Blind season three, which I talked about last night, and I'm like, this is insane. Like I shouldn't watch it too late at night because it amps me up because I'm like, what? No, that, no, there, this isn't legal. There's no way this is legal. Netflix was, they're going to be brought up on charges at a certain point. Uh, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, uh, there's tons of things as always in pop culture happening, But I am going to end it right here and get to our interview because we have a fabulous guest today. And I say that all the time because, I mean, damn it, you guys, I always say this. I'm so damn lucky. And part of the reason I do so much content, like I say, is because there's so many great people that inspire me. There's so many great people that do what I do, that have taken what I've done to the next level, that have been pounding the pavement and success has happened or you see, uh, you, you see how they influence people in a positive way, and we have one of those people with us today. Her name is Sammy Sage, and she is the co-founder of Betches Media. That's right. Betches Media, you guys. The real deal. Now, I tell you all the podcasts they do when we get into there, but I've been listening to Morning Announcements, which is a new one, and it's a political one. It's like a six-minute political podcast that gets you started on the day. I've always told you this, we're not a political show, but I think you got to know my leanings and that's okay. I'm not, this is a podcast for everybody. Um, I, I try not to, I don't know. I, I think you guys know where I stand on a lot of things, but I do usually wake up and I'll listen to, um, like up first on NPR, but I've started to listen to, to Sammy's podcast morning announcements, but I've been a fan of Sammy for a long time. And it's kind of weird. Cause as a straight dude, you're like, am I allowed to like betches? Cause betches means so much to women just the company. And they started this like 11 and a half years ago, her and her co-founders. And I just think like, how cool, like to be a person that, and, and this person is still, Sammy's still busting ass and like, but just making some of the best podcasts out there, working with the best people and growing and growing a business that revolves around women, That revolves around helping women. That revolves around comedy. But I just, I mean, all of these great things that I'm so passionate about, and and we talk about the story of how we got in touch with each other and how um, uh, wildly insecure we both are, uh, which is always fun when somebody way more successful than you is just is just like I thought you might not like me, and I was like I thought you didn't like me, and I'm like that. Just an hour of that, you guys. <laughs> no, but we talk about housewives. We talk about pop culture, and yeah, we do talk a little bit about politics. Uh, we recorded this on Monday when that Ivanka Trump and Kim Kardashian photo at the Polo Lounge got released. So we do talk about that. I hope everybody is listen. I hope everybody's. I mean, we're all grown up. We can talk about politics. Uh, we can talk about how important it is to vote. Um, and also we can make it entertaining. We can make it funny. And I think that's just like a 10 minute segment of this pod. So if for some reason you can't, I understand fast forward, but you never know what you're going to learn or what you might get a laugh from. And I just love Sammy's perspective so much. I learned so much from her and her Instagram account and Betches, uh, just can't say enough good things about it, but I want you to know there's a lot of laughs. And also this is the one bad thing about the interview is is that um, I had gas the entire... No, 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 no. The one bad thing is that we both found out that Leslie Jordan passed away during this interview because we both got alerts on our phone. So we do have a little tribute to the him as well, who had passed, He passed away on Monday. And, uh, you know, just... We talk about how much he did mean and does mean to all of us. So that moment is in here as well, which is wild when you're actually recording and life happens and you have this digital thing attached to your your hand even while you're recording. So you're getting alerts... And mainly I'm just expecting Kanye alerts nowadays, but this was a very sad alert. So that is in this interview as well. But you guys, if you don't know Sammy Sage, you are about to know her and you are about to love her because she is the shiznit as my nephew would make fun of me for saying like, why, uh, why are you saying shiznit? That's just a horrible, that's not even a young word, dude. Um, also, I was explaining to, I went to my trainer for the first time um, in a couple of weeks because of BravoCon. And it was hell. And I probably should have not done it this week just because of everything else that's going on. But I thought, you know, I need and I was explaining uh, Betches Media to him. And, he, you know, he's this dude. He's like this. He was like a college football player. Awesome dude. Like I love I love my trainer, actually. And I was he's like, yeah, I know Betches. Are you kidding? Like and I just thought it was so great when you have a brand that is well known and also that people say really good things about You know, like there's certain companies where you're like, oh God, Tesla, I don't know about Elon. You know, like people have certain opinions, but I think for the most part, everybody has this amazing opinion about Betches and we always want to support people like that. Like I always say, but I was just thrilled that I got the opportunity to speak to somebody that not only does what I do, but has taken it to such a level and is such an inspiration. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only... Sammy's age Welcome back to So Bad, It's Good. Today is one of those days that I get really excited because you know how I tell you guys that the podcast is kind of like my Batman cloak, where I get to actually be like a lot braver of a person than I am in real life. And I get to reach out to people, to talk to people that I've always wanted to talk to and I've known for years, but they probably had no clue who I was. And then I had this show and I'm like, oh, I can actually reach out to people. But I, you know, so I got to reach out to somebody that I have been aware of and following for years and somebody that i I truly respect, and I mean this is I this this is Succession season four trailer just dropped, and I was thinking about you know the Roy's and like what a an empire they have built, and and we're speaking to somebody today that has built an empire with two other co-founders I believe, but their roster of podcasts. If you are a podcast fan, you know them. If you are an Instagram fan, you know them. This is a brand creator, uh, but on top of that, this person also does something more important in the sense that it's not just housewives it's not just that you know they bring important news to us uh one of the newer shows is a show called morning announcements which is uh six minutes so that if you talk that's like 80 times less than one of my shows, but it actually starts your morning in a perfect way, political wise. And that's how I always like to start my mornings. I know that might be crazy, but it is. And like, I started my morning that way as well. Um, But this lineup of podcasts, you got at Betches, Betch's brides, mention it all with our buddy Dylan, Betch's moms, morning announcements, Betcha, diet starts tomorrow, oversharing, The Bachelor. We know Kaya. We, I mean, we know uh, K York City. Uh, I mean, everything. But I just can't wait to just talk to this person for the first time. Sammy Sage, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. It is totally mutual. I have been listening to you, following you for a while. I love your whole beat. And you're, you know, just kind of the cheeky Twitter personality you have. So thank you for having me. Thank you for all the flattery. I do have to say, you forgot our biggest podcast, Big You Up podcast with Jordana and Jared, oh. which is like, you know, our magnum opus. So by
1: the way, Jared yeah. is, I get, I get compared to, cause I'm a straight dude and I get compared to Jared a lot. And like Jared is, I guess the, Jared's like my hero, I guess, in the sense of what I could hopefully one day be, even though I think I'm older than Jared, but everybody's like, you remind me of Jared, but Jared, I think is a little more manlier than I am, if that makes oh, sense.
2: I mean, um, Jared's my hero too, so I totally get it. I mean, I, I totally see, I see like a similar, I see why people make the parallel because you're- Dark hair. Dark hair, but I'm not even <laughs> thinking looks wise. I'm thinking like- straight white dudes who could be huge assholes but aren't so that's what (laughs) i was like
1: yeah also i have i we always like i have the taste of female and gay men like i i mean but but i don't even say that in a joking way i say that in a damn proud way because women and gay men like the best stuff period yeah
2: you're like unafraid to sort of be public about your more feminine you know no, I don't want to say desire. It's not really desires. It's more like interests or like overlapping interests that you have with yes. with women. And I think it's, you know, it is rare in this world to find a white man who could be an asshole, but isn't. So I think I'm, you should, you know, take I'm, it as a
1: compliment. I'm hoping to evolve into an asshole at some An point. asshole? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: no. Well, you know, you have... Hopefully you have many years with you know and money yes. to be thrown at you with which Oh my god happen.
1: I someday I hope to bust out of the 1000 air ca- category and, and <laughs> <get higher>. um, <laughs> um you just moved last weekend in with your dude and because I was asking if you're going to be at BravoCon you're like no I'm actually moving how did the move go I know you guys talked about it a little bit on the app Betches podcast but did it go okay
2: Yeah I mean I I am fully aware that we we had so you know I have been living uh, with my husband in the city for several years now, but we just moved out to Long Island, which is where I grew up. Yeah. We didn't move to the same town. We moved a little further East, you know, where, you know, we have friends. Was out that there by too. design?
1: Like I can't go back to the town I yes, was raised in. <laughs>
2: absolutely, It's also insanely expensive, like more than it, you know, more than it yeah. was ever. Um, but no, that was a big part of it. Yes, we can't go back to that town that we, we grew up in because of people like us. <laughs> um, so we're going to infect a different town now. Thank you. Um, well,
1: yes. Yeah, so. Have you guys had that moment in the last week as a couple of like, we're really doing this? Like, look at oh, us. Yeah,
2: it's so weird. It is so weird. I mean, the move, thankfully, I am so grateful, went really, really well. We have a very, we honestly, we lucked out like so much with this move, like where so many things could have gone wrong. They went right. And we are, we got incredibly lucky that we have really, really, really generous, nice sellers who are, were willing to, I mean, who basically didn't have any like funny business with the contract or, you know, like the, listen, I watch
1: selling sunset and selling the OC. So I know how real estate goes. I know how it goes.
2: There was so they were like good on like the most basic level, but then they're just so incredibly generous and like gave us instructions for how to use stuff. And yeah, that does not happen. Like, I have a friend who bought a house basically the same day as me, and she her sellers left her like 30 grand in the hole on things that they like went back on the contract about. So in my mind, I'm like I'm like, I shouldn't um play the lot you know I shouldn't play the lottery or anything like we can't fix this but
1: I, I love that you said yeah. we lucked out and my immediate thought was you were gonna say I lucked out I really like my husband like I, oh, I, I, thought you, oh. I was like I lucked out I really seem to oh, like I the guy that I married to yeah you
2: know but here's the thing that's less like luck as much as like choice you know yeah I, uh, you know wait 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 choice, wait, choice.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting for women to still have a choice in these days at this day and age. That's, that's fascinating. Know,
2: preserve <laughs> it while you can. Because... Yeah. By
1: the way, enjoy it for these men. Well, I know, you know, guys, we don't do politics, but you know my political stance. I I do mention it pretty much on a daily, but I'm not a political podcast. But I do want to say how much I appreciate that you do and are unafraid to shy away from these things that are so important. And we're going to dabble a little bit here and there, folks. So just gird your loins. It's going to be okay. You know, I think it's important as an American citizen to actually pay attention to actually uh, be informed and be informed from all sides. Like, listen, I tell you, like, I'll watch Fox News just to see what's out there, just to see what's going on. Like, I'm not doing it for fun, but I'm like, OK, let, this is what they believe. This is what I, I, I want to be informed. And that's why I think uh, like morning announcements, I keep shouting out because it's so bite size, you guys. But it's a real quick start. And I just wanted to really shout that out because. I went from a, the daily from New York times and that was like where I started. And then that was like 25 minutes. And then I went to up first with NPR and now I got morning announcements and that's like six minutes. So I'm like, this is the, this is just right. Um, Can you take us back to how Betches all started? Because now it's been how long? 11 years, 12 years.
2: We are 11 and a half at this point. Which is just. And like, you're
1: only okay. 16 years old. A lot of people don't realize I how know. young you I've, are. So as a first baby
2: entrepreneurs.
1: So. <laughs> Why yeah. watch out, Blue Ivy? Did you see that story about Blue Ivy uh, um, buying $80,000 diamond earrings over the weekend at an auction? No. Oh you my god! You got gosh. to Where? look this story. She was at an auction. It. Yeah, look at it. An, look auction? Oh, that's an auction?
2: Oh, that an auction, and classy. she raised
1: her panel for $80,000. I'm not making this up but where does she doesn't she have to have permission that's what i was like, saying did like was like beyonce next to her and or did she just raise the panel the, the paddle by herself oh my
2: gosh wait hold on at the wearable what was she even doing there that's what i was
1: saying Is like blue ivy allowed to just go to things now by herself
2: wow wait let's see she uh, Lorraine worth diamond earrings okay yeah good um, choice in the video, Carter is seen jumping from her chair and waving her paddle to for the <laughs> earrings. Was she serious? Wait, this is not the first time she's done it. In 2016, <laughs> she was six and she bid ninety thousand dollars on an acrylic painting of a young Sydney Poitier. I mean,
1: the good taste. Taste? The taste is immaculate. That's what I I'm saying. Totally- like these celebrity kids. Like, I'm already sometimes scared of Jaden and Willow, you know, like, and like, then it's like Blue Ivy is going to be so genetically next level on their taste scale.
2: Blue Ivy is going to be on the Met Gala committee next year.
1: Oh, (laughs) the Kardashian kids are already kissing up to Blue Ivy. Like, it's... Oh, get them out of
2: here. (laughs) Okay. You know what? No, no, no. I feel badly saying that. No child is, should be held accountable for who their parents are. Both good or bad. So I'm going to... We'll get to the Kardashians a bit. But I'm feeling angsty Extra. about the Kardashians. It's, it's,
1: Mon- it's Monday, and we just got a, a very special photo released this morning, which we'll talk about in a second, of Kim Kardashian and her her plans over the weekend. Um, but okay, take us back to Betches. It's 11 and a half years ago. What were you doing, and your, who were the other two ladies involved? Were you friends? What? How did it all start?
2: Yeah, so Aileen and Jordan and I, You know, like I mentioned earlier, we're all from Long Island, Dave, you know, a very lovely town out here. And we grew up together, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, us as a trio, but you know, we were all friends when we were really, really young. And, you know, we went to college together. We all went to Cornell. That was not done purposefully. It just actually just kind of happened that way. You know, it wasn't, that wasn't, that was not also not like a, Oh, we're going to all go to school together, but we ended up together obviously. And we were living together our senior year in an apartment. And honestly. Cornell is so boring in February. Like it's freezing, and we were just so bored. And we were always kind of like, we were sort of, I would say, just inherently like we had a lot of creativity between us. Like we were always thinking of like ideas or like schemes or you know like making up like businesses. Like we were were selling
1: fake IDs. We were selling.
2: (laughs) I mean, at no point were we monetizing these ideas. Okay, okay. Say that. Smart, Um, smart, yeah. Yeah, but we. We're like up late one night and we were like, let's start. We were, we wanted to start some sort of like satirical online property. And we were like, should we do a Twitter? Should we do um, a blog? And at the time, like stuff white people like was very popular. Like that. Yeah. Or or like shit
1: my dad says. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: All that was very popular. So we like went based on that kind of theme and we're like, let's do like satire of, you know, a bet, the betch list. And it was called like betches love this site. Um, and we were writing about basically like each post was like in a satirical way, like about something a betch who was kind of like the people we knew around us, sorority girls. And that, yeah,
1: that's what loved. betch means, is that yeah. yeah.
2: You know the the like a Betches. betch a You know <laughs> <laughs> the people who knew it was just very obvious what it meant. Yeah. And you know we were kind of making fun of partially like ourselves and the people around us, and that was really where what it came from. It was just like a fun thing we were you know, to make kind of like ourselves laugh. And we started anonymously. Like we didn't tell anyone at first who we were. Um, you know, that was like fun to our friends who were like, who is this? You know, in these days, Facebook, things could go viral in that way that like everyone could read the same thing on the same day.
1: Yeah. So
2: that was the time that this was.
1: And what was the content? Like, do you remember some of those early, like what, what took off back then? Yeah.
2: So I mean, this was time. This was prime time of like bro culture, like Tucker Max and like The Game. Oh, so, I forgot about
1: Tucker Max and The Game. Yeah, the the yeah. Game was the guy. He well, they they taught, taught you how to get women, and there was a the guy with the big cat in the hat hat that had a show on ph yeah. one Yeah.
2: So it was there was to us there was no like female equivalent or like fe- something that was like edgy for women that really spoke in the language that yeah about the things that we spoke about and did, um, or that the, we knew about people around us were doing. And that was kind of what it was inspired by. Um, the first post was talking shit, like Betches love talking shit. The second post ironically was not keeping up with the news. And the, (laughs) but that, I mean, that I think really captures the satire because like, I've always been someone who keeps up with the news. Like,
1: See, that's what I was going to ask is that like, did this, did your taste like you grew as the site grew and you got more into politics?
2: No, I always was a person who like, I personally was always someone who like paid attention to that stuff. And we couldn't have written the post if we didn't have some insight into like not keeping up with the news yeah yeah you You can't make jokes about
1: being yeah ignorant if you're not yeah
2: right so so we you know that that's like an ironic thing you know Uh diets was an early one, you know, winning in like the guy sense, like uh not having sex with guys.
1: Yeah, remember Charlie Sheen had the
2: winning. That was yeah, we had like that was exactly that time, and we had like post-base on that. Then we moved into like bachelor recaps and real housewives recaps. Because you guys will always
1: love those shows, right? Like as girls, you you loved all the stuff that I I loved at the same time too. (laughs) Yeah. But you would watch around with your girlfriends, like The Bachelor and all that stuff, right?
2: Right, that's where it all really stemmed from. Um, So that was, you know, kind of that was like the early, you know, phase. That was where it really started. And then, I mean, without going through like every step that happened, yeah, yeah. Now take us to the
1: next year, and then the next year after that. that. Um,
2: You know, I would say over time, the what we are has really matured um, along with us because, you know, age-wise, you know, we were like twenty-two starting this, twenty-one. which was really, you know, a very different age for like a per- just a person to evolve over that time yeah. span. Um, you know, we grew it into a business. We hired our first full-time employee in 2015. You know, we added e-com. We started podcasting in 2016, I want to say. Um, maybe it was 2015. We, and, you know, we were really, we never had investors. So we were always sort of like, what can we like, what's the next like realistic platform. We obviously, you know, got huge on Instagram, like in the days yeah. when like meme accounts were huge, but like the meme account was just sort of a translation of what we'd been writing. Um, you know, we had books, we had books, three books come out. Um, and then what were point, you studying you
1: know, at Cornell though? Like you weren't studying how to build betches, you no, were studying something it. else. Like what were you guys and when, and did you all have to have a sit down meeting going like, is this what we're going to do instead of the stuff we were studying?
2: It was like never, it wasn't just like one meeting. It was like a series of events that unfolded and it kept getting bigger. And like, you keep seeing, oh, there's real potential here. And then you are speaking to, you know, we were graduating college. We were speaking to like people in entertainment. We found an agent. Um, So it wasn't one conversation. And it's not like we were monetized at that point. You know, we didn't figure out how to monetize for a few years. And we were fortunate. We were able to like, you know, live at our homes and figure out how to support ourselves. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, which of, leads yeah. to my
1: next question. Hey, how do you monetize, Sammy? That's my next question.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> primarily, honestly, primarily advertising no. and then, you know, e com. And I mean, the advertising is fairly diversified between podcasts, social newsletters. Um, You know, then we have e com and we've just, you know, now started getting into subscription, which, you know, I started a a subscription element of the morning announcements, which is actually like, kind of my passion and development. And I'm kind of upset that it's behind the paywall, but it is such a labor that and we're trying to, you know, obviously yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. put out more solutions. So yeah it makes sense. I always, Um, like, hurt, like, even with my Patreon, like, I always feel bad when I put, like, I did all these BravoCon segments over there, and then I felt bad that it was, like, behind a paywall, because I want everybody to have it, but at the same time, I want to be able to, like, live somewhere, you know, and, like, be able to, like, pay my credit card bills, so it's, like, always this weird struggle, but, like, that, okay, so Morning Announcement now has a subscription service, but I just find it so interesting, wait, how many times did you, were you try like, did people try to buy you out from the beginning and you you would say no? Or like how many times were people trying to like get involved and say, let's take this over from you?
2: There was like one like actual like bu- like in the very, very, you know, then, you know, people have reached out over the years. We've had conversations, obviously. We'll entertain, you know, any conversation. But it's really about like the intersection of like the right opportunity and the right partner. And, you know, I mean, there's media is such an interesting place. Because you have these huge properties and, you know, audience and the question of what who and what audiences trust is always fluctuating amongst that. And in some ways, like you as a creator have better access and understanding to an audience than a brand does. And for us, we've always sort of been trying to like walk that line between personal enough to understand and big enough to be very lucrative, you know? So it's, you know, that is something that we've always sort of, you know, finding the partner that understands that is not as simple as you would, you know, yeah, a, it's hard to you explain. Know, I don't, I don't you it's hard to explain
1: life. personal relationships that you build through a podcast, or how intimate that can be. I don't mean that in a creepy way, but you guys right. know, like the, the, there's like a kind of an intimate thing when you're in people's ears, and then you're reading their comments and stuff. And and I take that with like that's a great responsibility that you don't want to blow by making the wrong move with the wrong person.
2: Right, and so I mean, so many businesses have grown around us, or you know, alongside us, but also you know, failed in the in that period. So it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, the most important thing to us has always been like the brand equity and, you know, the connection with the audience and like, not like, you know, kind of losing that authenticity, you know, everyone, I hate to say authenticity because now everyone says authenticity, but we were focused on that. And I, I hate that you could. Cause who even believes it when I'm saying that I'm authentic, you know,
1: yeah. like inherently it's. Please use the word grace at some point. I'm trying to give right. myself grace uh, when like, I say that I'm authentic.
2: You, it's like calling yourself humble. Like you can't do it <laughs> by definition, you know,
1: so I hate
2: to say that, but yeah. that, that, but I tr- truly, that has always been, you know, maintaining like that honesty and the end, you know, edge and authenticity has always been at like the core of our priorities.
1: No, and you, I mean, and I, I don't want to, you know, blow it, but like you, I was very scared to reach out to Sammy for multiple reasons. And that's just, just it's something I did with my therapist and and you guys know this from now, but like, it is one of those things, but you were very authentic so much so that I, um, it scared me. I was like, wait a sec, this is like, she's talking to me like a normal person. Like, you know, like how we sometimes put people like, we're like, oh, well, that's kind of like at the top of the mountain. And you're just like, no, I'm just, we've been doing this for 11 years. We're just trying to get to the next day. I guess the next question is when is Betches Cosmetics coming out? When are we releasing the skincare line? What is, you
2: know, so funny. Well, I just, that space is deeply crowded and I don't think really is it? Oh, you yeah, I mean, here, you know what's funny?
1: Batches skin.
2: Come on. Can I tell? You, can I tell? You, you want to bring this political? We have thought about doing a makeup line in the past. In 2016, the day after the election,
1: no, I Eileen re-
2: and I went to a facility to look at like makeup. You know, to to look at like samples and how we could. <laughs> the vote day off. after. Yes, and I will like like we'll never forget that day. That night we got so incredibly drunk.
1: Oh, Sorry, maybe I should. Oh no, 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 no! I I was yeah. drinking. The night straight, after. straight vodka, not even oh my with gosh. a mixer. Like <laughs> I was in my living room drinking straight vodka. My one friend was texting me, going, "We can go to Canada right now. Like I have a car. We can get it. Like I mean, and this is like I was like, calm down. It's not uh, like uh, calm down. Not calm yet. Down. He's not. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, like let's yeah. see. Let's see how the first week goes. You know. Yeah.
2: Right. 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 No. So it's um. I mean, there was a ban on travel in the first week. So, yeah. you know, maybe your You're right. But but, <laughs> but like to buy, you know. So I'll never forget that. Yes, that's just that's just makeup. That was um that is something we've thought about. I don't know. We we have done like a collaboration with a lipstick company in like 2015, yeah. we did that. So that was sort of like the beginning of that, that test. Um, you know, we all we do try to be like very to the extent that we can judicious about what we go into, especially something that's as financially intensive as makeup, which is just you know, that's like an incredibly you know expensive prospect. Yeah. But there was something you said, oh, it's so funny that you were afraid to reach out to me because you know it took us a really long time to book this. Yeah. I was like, maybe he doesn't really like me. And he I was oh like, oh my God, really dude. I, well, then,
1: and then every time I would then go back to email, I would see your Instagram and you'd be in like Greece or something. And I'd be like, I have you know ever been to Greece w- for the record. It, it, it was like Italy. Or something. It off, was like, yeah. it was something nice. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to send an email while she's oh, like you in a, a vacations is- a setting. Like, but this is what this is. My audience knows this is totally me. So they're not surprised to hear any of this, but that's why it was like, and then it was like, I put this, I have a to-do list and it's like, do it today or you're a loser. And then I finally, <laughs> so that's- anyways. Well, I was,
2: I was like, oh, maybe I even thought of like, should I follow up? And I was like, no, I don't want to like invite myself on his pod. No, I, I was so
1: excited. <laughs> but okay, so moving on though- but now you, we
2: know, now we know yes, how now, all of our insecurities intersect yes. <laughs> yes. To, per- to perform, to basically form a cellmate of no contact. <laughs> like,
1: I. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Let me. let me just- Bring it back to where I'm not talking about what a loser I am. Um, w- w- can you give me one moment where you were, because I I sometimes have these, what I call, oh shit moments where I'm like, oh shit, I can't believe this is actually happening or like something so cool. Have you had moments like, or you probably had multiple at this point where you're like, like I saw you at the White House the other day. I've, I saw you at the behind the podium or I was just like that. Are these oh shit moments for you still, or is this just like your life and you expect this? Because I still, have, I, I have these oh sh- shit moments where I'm like, I can't believe I get to, and I don't even get paid that well, but I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to do this. Do you have those? Oh,
2: I mean, those continue to come. They It's not like the oh shit moments get less because your new level of oh shit is like going to still <laughs> yeah. be exciting. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the White House. Do you remember downing- your first one? Yes, we went to, um. we were, do you remember the movie Young Adult with Charlize Theron? We were invited to the premiere and we were allowed to like stand on the press line and had press passes. And we were like months out of college and we, um we still, we, I think I, I have the press pass like for i know yeah
1: oh i yeah yeah. i mean i had i got a press pass for like sunday and i was like my friend meditza who works on the show went with me and and i she had a i gave her my wristband to as a you know but i i said i'll keep the press pass because i was like i'm gonna make a shadow box for this press pass and this is like my bit this is like i I was like it's so funny but it's like
2: these things it's okay
1: (laughs) I'm, i'm teaching you how to do the thing but it's like You gotta celebrate those little those wins and those things that you're like, I never dreamed in my life because this is not how I expected my life to go. This is not where I thought my life was. This is not what I studied or what I you know. So it is very interesting to see where life takes you. Um, I hate well, let me try to find a way to do this into the housewives-wise, where are you? What are you watching right now on TV? What do you watch?
2: I'm watching, so I watch. So, okay, I'm watching right now Beverly Hills in Salt Lake City. I have not started Potomac yet because Sunday nights to. is like not the best. I know I'm I'm it's like my neck, I want to watch them in a row, but not the whole season in a row. I want to do like three in a row and then I want to catch up. So I think that's like where I am. That's my next plan. Potomac is one of my is so Beverly Hills, I want it to be my like inherently, I've I've always just had an attachment to it. Potomac is the best show. It is opinion. that's like, what I'm saying
1: but like fact it, what yeah. I was telling my audience is that sometimes like I'm about to start recapping it but I haven't yet just because it's been so intense with like Beverly Hills and all of that stuff But for me, Potomac is one of those ones I just don't have to worry about. Like, you know, like Beverly Hills, you guys, unfortunately, and I was explaining this to the audience on Monday's episode was that I was like, it's an extension of politics now for me, where it's like me watching a news show where I'm like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is so dangerous. This is not good. And then the extension of, and I would love to get your opinion on what you've seen over the years in terms of, it's not just these shows anymore, but we have this whole second screen technology that we both benefit from of tweeting. Instagram and it all leads. And it seems to lead. And I think Beverly Hills is a good example of this. It all leads to hate. You know, it's not even just hate watching, but it inspires hate. Um, Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, especially in the
2: case of Beverly Hills, because they're performing sides. They're not on a Potomac is the best show because they're like you they're making a show. They're yeah. making a show. It's about an internal world of drama. We can leave the rest of the stuff behind and we can immerse ourselves in Potomac. I, you know, New York used to have that quality before. before. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could be yeah. in.
1: Yes, like I house, didn't know what it was like to be an Stone Upper East Manor. Side lady and I, I got a good right. sense of it.
2: Right, you could be in Bluestone Manor in 2018.
1: Yeah. Or no,
2: well, I don't know, for longer ago. To, you know, and it's just, It didn't have to be, you know, the way it is. And yeah, when the, that's the best way, that's the best when like, and then you can escape to your second screen and we can live cookies. However, now with Beverly Hills, when you go to your second screen, you're debating really heavy things. You're debating victims and orphans and racism and colorism and like,
1: You have to know the law. And then this weekend, all of a sudden, hacking gets involved. You have to know geotags and locations and API and Twitter. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, yo, what happened to my girls that we just fought over, like, how weird Dorinda's, like, fish room was? And, like, do we want to stay there still? And now I'm having to, like, study up on like weird. like I, I was talking to a hacker yesterday and I'm like, this is, I didn't go to ASU for this. Like, this is not <laughs> what I studied for, you know?
2: So what did you, what did you learn? What, what's your conclusion? Who so said, my who
1: conclusion not? is, and this is guys, like I always say, this is all alleged, but listen, I think you would be ignorant to not see that there is a direct connection between uh, Lisa Reiner and Erica Jane and all of those people with this account. That does not mean it's them. But also I want to also say that Twitter it wasn't Diana. Be... I don't I mean listen, I'm not going to even say anything about Diana, but we
2: thought I... and.
1: Well, no, 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 not the bot attacks, but I'm saying there's a whole thing with the woke underscore Stan Twitter account. That's a hate account that pretty much tweets everything that Lisa says. So that was tied directly, supposedly, through geotag API, Uh, location where one of the tweets was sent on her street so you can actually tell like the direct like like all of a sudden it's like serial with adnan sayed like like cell phone towers are binging around and one of these tweets got there but then this person like threw up a hand with a middle finger and tagged it as like in dubai and is like you guys are all pressed find god and it was a very (laughs) hairy a hairy arm And I don't want to say it looked like a man's arm, but women can have hairy arms too. So I don't want to discriminate, but it said like, but I want to say you guys like, Then yesterday on Instagram, I started tagging all my things from Dubai, too, because I can do that and just tag Dubai. It does not mean I'm in Dubai. Also, I can share my Twitter username and password with anyways. I could give it to you right now, and you could tweet as my account from where you are and vice versa. So none of these things matters. But what this person was tweeting was insider information and a lot of things that were just so weird and so on the nose um, that I would say... and and. The only fact I do know, and I can't tell you exact. The only fact I do know is that I do know Rina is in certain Instagram accounts in their DMs, and will give them inside information. And I know that one for a fact personally with my own eyes. But other than that, I don't know enough hacking. I was trying to work my way through the story. It's all alleged, but I think we can all agree that Lisa this season, and it could be for grief, but she's done it two other seasons. Has. Uh, I don't know what the nice lost her marbles and has gone such to such a degree of intensity that I would put nothing, nothing past her, which is that's what scares me. Cause it's like, yo guys, housewives, I know this is your job, but like, come on, like, let's chill out. I don't know what your thought on her this season is.
2: I think she needs to be put on pause. I do yeah, not if you do it to Dorinda, acting. Look like what is what is she what is has she earned her spot back on the show? I think she's been acting like a complete terror. I understand she's going through grief, but lots of people go through grief and don't act this way. So, and no one's saying like, oh, you never ever can come back, or you know, you're banished from society. But like, you don't deserve a spot on the show right now. And I have really just been disgusted by. Lisa Rinna, and it's
1: not fun, right? You leave the show in a bad feeling, like you leave the show with this icky feeling. But I also want to say, guys, I don't know. Like, I believe Kathy had a shit fit. I totally believe Kathy had a meltdown.
2: Oh, she absolutely had a meltdown. But like the,
1: but all those ladies have all those ladies have on the show have had a meltdown. Yeah, ultimately the show.
2: Exactly, and well, it's more like. Oh, you try to act so innocent, Kathy, you know, that whole thing Yeah, more yeah, yeah, yes. that. But ultimately, Lisa Rinna, like by, I think, overreacting and how bad it was. And also just being weird. Like, why didn't you mention this on the plane home from Aspen? But then you freak out about it at a birthday party like a week later. Like,
1: that's just weird. And but also, it's the tone sense? in which she brings it up, too, is that yeah. it, it's never like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? It's like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. God, we're gonna have to have a talk at some point. It's always like this over dramatic way of like delivering information of like, Crystal, I can't stay at your party anymore. I have to go. It's too much. And it's like, how is it too much when we've seen you every season like be like one of the stronger characters on this show that all of a sudden Kathy Hilton is too much where you need to leave a party early because you're sick to your stomach?
2: No. No, it no, it makes no sense. Um it's and, and it backfired on her. Like now Yeah, she's and that's the one why I think she's even
1: mad, that. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I love about the housewives and hate about the housewives is, um, I think it celebrates women. It celebrates women, which is awesome, but also the egos that are involved with housewives. We've not seen like these are like football player egos. These are like you know like like you know certain rap stars that I'm not going to name egos. These are like such high egos that Rina doubles down when she when she realizes it's not going her way. Like she thought it was going to go her way with the Kathy thing. And it didn't. And she's doubling down now.
2: Right. And her social media behavior is just out of control. Um, There's nothing really more to be said about it. But here's the thing (laughs) with the love and the hate housewives. I think once, once you can like sort of. Accept that like, there's no ethics in this. (laughs)
1: It's
2: like They always say there's
1: rules. They always say, don't talk about the kids with husband, but there's no rules. There's no rules.
2: Okay, like there's no ethics in any of this, like in top to bottom, you cannot find like one. I really can't come up with like any noble reason for the housewives to exist as a franchise. But here's the thing. Who cares? Everyone has like unethical vices. We're not watching people like bash each other on TV (laughs) for like seven points. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not, uh, you know, who are we (laughs) to really judge one form of entertainment? from another i'll, I'll so, judge
1: i'll do yeah. it yeah you know that's it.
2: really my yeah i, I will too, <laughs> um i'll absolutely judge that all the time what am i saying um who am i to judge yeah um <laughs>
1: Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But
2: my point is, like, who cares if it's, you know, we're not watching this for, like, a moral example. We're watching this for, like, to To get at our, like, baser desires yeah, to yes. watch it. Like, and yes. also to analyze it is just so interesting. Like, I feel like I've learned, and I'm not the first person to say this, I feel like I've learned more about human nature from watching The Housewives yes. than any other show.
1: Well, that's why, I, I mean, like, I told people, like, I, I was I was moving this weekend myself, and I was going through my books, and I'm like, I used to be a reader, and now... I watch Housewives and I I, there's a there's a certain shame in that. But at the same time, it's not because you can actually go, OK, this is a perfect example of uh, an ego overblown. This is like, um, you know, psychosis. This is this. like you learn these things where you're like, oh, that's really interesting. I also think it's very fascinating also to watch it so much that you start realizing it started off as almost like if you would go back to Orange County, the first season, it would almost read as an Academy Award winning documentary series. Or, or an HBO docu-series, and now it is so glossy and so overblown, and they almost treat it like Survivor. It's gameplay, especially on Beverly Hills. So that's what you said earlier, to your point of, like, it's teams now, and it's like Jeff Probst on an island of who's going to survive the season and get asked back.
2: Right. It's also a problem when there's, like, a... I don't know what... Uh, what's the proper term for this? Um, like, a prisoner's dilemma? I, that's not the proper term. Um, it's... They all have secrets that they want to hide from
1: each. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's
2: like there's this. What do you call that? Like, um, well, what?
1: I mean, the game is is that yeah, like we're like everybody has secrets, but I still don't know to this day why Kyle will then end up telling the girls something and then still get upset that it gets brought out on the show. And I'm like, at this point, Kyle. You know not to tell these people like it's your like this is the show like you know you've been since season one so if you tell somebody like how does she keep forgetting that this is the show and what it is like because she's like,
2: producing that's like hey. her role that's why people say she produces yeah I think because um
1: do you like that when the, they start producing
2: I mean if they're good at it like Tamra
1: you oh like, well, that's it. you think Tamra's good at because I thought Tamra especially after Tam- watching her at BravoCon I thought girl it's getting to be too like maybe to not me it's anymore. like too on the nose maybe she's not
2: good at it anymore but she used to be she was like the the i would say the pioneer of that
1: yes i agree with that completely yeah. yes yeah and
2: but, then lisa vanderpump like <laughs> i don't i think she's a little she's not vulnerable enough honestly to no because there's a
1: coldness life. there that you can yeah. never get past so it's like and I and I appreciate that. I think there's room for that character, but it's like, you can't have that be the every man or woman that we can relate to. And that's why Kyle's lasted this long because she's so middle of the road, you know?
2: Yeah, Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, she was like my favorite. Like I had yeah. her cookbook. I mean, I would love to still have her cookbook, honestly. we'll we'll, we'll,
1: we'll cut this out. Yeah. I'm sure you're not going to want this in the show. Cut that out right. Wait, wait why? The, the cookbook. I was just I was just joking. Oh, okay. Admitting you have a Lisa Vanderpump Oh no,
2: cookbook. I mean my, <laughs> Aileen and Aileen and I, and then one of our friends went to like go get her to sign it at Barnes and Noble in Long Island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, oh darling um, oh, you have my book thank we have a you yeah. we have a picture we were like first
2: in line so anyway um no so that was great in her early seasons when she was like um you know it was because we weren't so far along in the franchise she could and also it was just like different times in terms of social media and how, what people were letting out there and like watching it on a second screen, I think she worked then. She doesn't work. She didn't work later on
1: as yeah. much. Yeah, no, I agree with that. She to hide too much. Yeah, and I and I I don't. I would eventually. I don't mind when people come back, but I just don't want Bravo to rely too heavily on it because it's like, I believe that there are new interesting women out there. And that's what I think the fallacy is, is that like, yo, there's new groups of women that are natural friends that we would love to get to know. We can't get too ensconced in, you know, our TV show characters that we, like, and I get it because when I see a new show, I get like, my heart can't take this. I can't let these new women into my heart, but then like two years later, then you're like, thank God I did. Thank God I, it's a lesson for life too. Like you've got to let new people in, you know?
2: I have to know what you think about like the new Roni. Like, See, are you
1: excited? I'm excited. Just, I'm I'm tepidly excited. The new cast, you know, there's a lot of people on there that are very interesting if you study and there's, seems to be a, definitely going for a more influencer type, uh, younger generation. Listen, Roni, like you said earlier, will always be, my number one, because to me, like I always say, it was like an independent film. It was something mm-hmm. of taste. The dialogue was like mammoth. You you had these ladies overlapping where you could listen. You could watch it four different times and get four different things, you know, and oh, and yeah. you watch it just magic. And it, it, it slowly moved away from there. But it's like Vanderpump Rules. Like people aren't there's seasons and friendships. You can't force these ladies to continue to be friends. So I do know they need to make a leap. And this thing is going to be sad because they're going to eviscerate it at the first season. But if we hang on, you guys, by the third season, we might have magic, just like we did in Rony. Because the first season of Rony wasn't excellent, if you remember. It started getting really good in the second season. So I say you always hang in. I like the idea of Rony legacy. But also, this actually brings to the... What, what, what I want to kind of start veering towards a little bit of a political thing is that you know, you, you have a problem like Ramona, and Ramona is even in, uh, she was at BravoCon being her normal Ramona self and trying to get free drinks and being weird and all of that stuff. But Ebony K. Williams did an interview this week, or I think it was on her podcast, where she actually talked about the situation in the last season. And there was, uh, and I think we saw it a little bit. But there were racial complaints filed against Ramona multiple times, not just by Ebony, but by the crew and all of this stuff. And you got to listen to this podcast, actually, because it's really fascinating. And it kind of put Bravo in a space of like they truly, I believe, didn't know what to do because, listen, we cannot be ignorant and not act like these ladies are out there. And at this point, can Ramona change? Like she's very she's like the best to watch. But then at the same time, in the years that we're living in right now, I always question, is this dangerous? Is this, like, I know I'm a fully formed brain, unfortunately, so I already know. But, like, what about the brains that are not formed? Like, are we, what message are we sending? I I get confused about this myself. Do you have any opinion on this?
2: Honestly, I no longer believe Ramona's the best to watch. Ramona's like Kanye. She's going in the Kanye direction where it's like- Now, who is this Kanye you speak of? Who is this? this? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, she's so- gross and outrageous and she's so like unapologetic in it despite knowing the harm she's doing and it being explained to her not only by like the fandom but by like the people on the cast with her and to me I'm like if you don't fire Ramona like get over it there are other funny entertaining women that's and, what like, i'm saying like there's the other women, women out the there show <laughs> right there's so many women they could bring back from past casts or like new ones. And like, they could, if Luann and Sonia could be a show, like I could watch the two of them, you know? Oh,
1: hey, I'm so sorry. Can I do a, a breaking news? <laughs> I um, know, I
2: saw, I wasn't sure if I should bring it up.
1: Yeah. it's uh, really, lesson- really sad. Should I or no? Or is that I See, yeah, what do I you say think?
2: Maybe we should now that we brought it up and
1: okay. Before. Sorry, yeah. rest in peace to a, a man who made us laugh uh, for, for many years, but also definitely through the pandemic to Leslie Jordan. Um, uh, I think we all know who he is. If you're an Instagram follower or just a TV watcher and all that stuff, what a, a lovely hysterical gentleman that found uh, an amazing career in the last couple of years. I mean, he's always had an amazing career, but like, especially these last couple of years, rest in peace to Leslie Jordan. What an amazing, didn't he make you laugh like so much?
2: Oh, honestly, like this is one of those where like, I, I haven't gotten a pit in my stomach like this for the death of a famous person. Maybe since like RBG, where I just, oh, that's just like a loss to the world. Like he was such a, you know, just a guy who you could feel his heart through the screen. And it's just, (sighs) it's honestly, this is really tragic. And it's just not.
1: he yeah. but he also i want to like the reason i'm bringing he he's like an integral part to me of bravo and housewives too because he would go on watch what happens live and he was like he you know he was one of those people that i would watch him i would watch housewives i remember the early days of like i would watch summer house like he was one of those guys that brought me joy personally during the pandemic when i was like alone in my room and on a daily basis and there were those few magical people over that time period that gave you kind of hope and made you forget about things and he was one of those and he was also that lesson of like you never know where life's going to take you and when you're going to be appreciated and stuff like that. And and I know that's like a deeper message than he even wanted to portray, but he just made me really laugh. So Leslie Jordan, I think we both love you, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean that's
1: oh, and I'm so sorry really that we brought you up in the same thought. breath as Ramona. I am so sorry. Oh my Leslie. gosh, yeah, Leslie, well, wherever, wherever right, you <laughs> like. Okay, it's
2: just, like my first thought when I hears my I is like, why? him
1: yes <laughs> it's all i those are the and then and then you know what's the scarier thought sammy is you're like wait a sec you mean this is going to happen to all of us like you <laughs> know like wait a, sec, wait a second oh no i know wait a the second. tragedy of it where it's
2: like he wasn't sick and
1: no like he was... he, he i it was just a couple weeks ago i watched it i mean, he was making me laugh doing something like that's why you oh. like you just always think these people are going to be around because they're such a staple of the fabric of pulp culture at a certain point you know Okay. Right, When you I, think that you'll be
2: more prepared?
1: We're going to try to move on, and I just wanted to say that. But I, I, we would be ignorant not to say that. And and I just, you know, uh, especially with this podcast, I know I brought him up a lot. Um, so back to Ramona. Wow, we'll try to really shift gears.
2: Uh, okay, a, put so a, they put a commercial break here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll put a pin into it, and we'll be right back. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. The Ramona thing you say, like, you think you can, uh, it is all right to get past this. I, she served her time. She did her service. And now it's time to move on. And it's not time to celebrate this kind of behavior, right?
2: I do not subscribe to the idea that like any housewife is like infallible or like too great to kick off the screen. Like at what point Yes, you, the, show is the
1: you the, kick her off? You're not bigger than yeah. the show. Nobody is bigger than the show.
2: Right. Especially not her. Like- Ramona hasn't been interesting for several years at this point can you just said especially
1: not her in Ramona's exact she said especially not her you said that (laughs) in Ramona's voice
2: you know honestly I do have like a little bit of that like Ramona childishness to me um but (laughs) but here's the thing I try to I'm trying to not
1: yeah so this was a cautionary tale for you to watch Roni a cautionary tale to teach you not to go into that yeah
2: Oh, totally. I mean, she to me has not been interesting for a few seasons, and I just don't think she deserves to be on the show. And I I don't know why people are why we're tolerating her.
1: I and by the way, I don't think and just so we know, like we're clear, I don't think she's been invited back to legacy just from what I'm hearing. So I don't think she is a part of the show. And I think that's okay. Cause I still think there's enough legends on Roni to have Rony legends be amazing. Like, can you imagine like you got Luann, Sonia, Jill Zarin, if you, if Kelly Benson like Bethany? runs into that. Okay. Well, let me ask you about Bethany. Now here's somebody that's an entrepreneur, somebody almost like you that is like, you know, we saw her when she was like slinging, like going to grocery stores, slinging skinny girl to where she is now and you know, you've had a a, a similar career path and just how you keep building. But now my whole thing was uh, if you're rich, why are you then still on TikTok doing like, Andy, what you got? Da-da-da, da-da-da. And I'm like, isn't the whole point of being rich not to have to embarrass yourself on these social media platforms?
2: I literally wonder the same thing. And okay. don't worry, like I will
1: don't do I'm that. I'm not
2: too good enough for a moving sponsorship, but <laughs> I do wonder why like Kyle Richards. <laughs> is promoting like talks tea like when mauricio is supposedly the biggest agent in la like does she need this for her birkin budget like you like don't you have enough that's a a question that, that like that kind of like saved me that is something i wonder all the time why? But then I'm like, okay, maybe they have really, really big expenses. And they're like, okay, great.
1: I love that. We try to rationalize. Well, how do you rationalize the Kardashians? How do you rationalize? They keep going like Kim just broke into the podcasting space. Like what the, what the F Kim? Like, I mean, I like,
2: I I guess their expenses are so high and they can be like, you know what? There's the private jet fuel for the month. Like that's just that T post, you know, maybe,
1: That's this bad. is. I would <laughs> love if there was an Excel spreadsheet of like, okay, jet fuel. That is the tummy tea right there. Right. This is this. Okay, I have to do two Vegas uh, club appearances to <laughs> to pay for uh, the schooling. This you know,
2: right? Like like North's birthday party is like a waste trainer ad. Like you know,
1: what that's doing? such it's a like, great way to think about. It. I also like to think about Chris Jenner. Like if she has like a master calendar and each girl has like a different colored marker. And they, cause you know, you always think about like the way yes. they release their information. Totally. And sometimes I'm like, you know, there's so much going on that like, sometimes I think Crystal screw up and there'll be three announcements for three different ladies in one day. It was that day when Chloe and Tristan. That and the, no, that
2: was on purpose. They would,
1: well, see, that's what I want to believe. But like, I, that's the, that's the Kardashian Hulu show I want to see. Like, I want to see the behind the scenes, yeah. not the scene scenes. I want to see the planning of the scenes.
2: Oh, totally. They should put that on Patreon or behind some.
1: I mean, wouldn't that like be that. I would that I actually that would is, pay for wait?
2: That is actually the most interesting part of them. Like to watch how they do that. Do you follow um her her account is Kardashian Colloquium? She of course, she was this. on the show. Okay. She, oh, she was? Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, no, yeah. So I I love her. She's just like MJ. I mean, yeah. She's just the best. MJ
1: Corey, you guys. She's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm more interested in that content than I am in like the actual Kardashian show.
1: Well, because that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I love to look at behind, like is is to talk about like just everything. They could have the best reality show in the history of reality shows because everything that has happened to a human has happened to them, yet they'll still hide behind these fake storylines. And it's actually gotten better from the E! show, the Hulu show, but it is still insane because if I'm watching it now, almost in a meta thing where it's watching like Chloe lose her mind because she's hiding behind the gates of a mansion. And you were like watching these things where she feels like, she's like, I'm going out. It's a huge deal. I'm going out on a party. Do you see me? And it's like, yeah, girl, I go out every day. Like, like, like calm down. Like, it's going to be okay. But to her, it's a storyline. Like I'm, I'm outside the gates. I'm outside the gates, (laughs) you know? (laughs) right like they're not normal
2: people they're cyborg robots yes they've been sent to us from like the capitalism. we've been
1: trained for this that that was a a line of dialogue like we've been we we were made for this and i'm like that's not a joke like chris made them for this
2: but what's nuts is that you can just watch like i can think back to sitting in my childhood bedroom and watching the early episodes i actually hated them from the beginning but i um like I was very resistant to the Kardashians in the beginning. I just like thought I was so dumb and yes. I didn't realize what they would become, but eventually, you Who know... would
1: realize? Uh, would you yes. ever think?
2: I think maybe if I had given it more of the time of day, I might've, like, I just didn't, I just rejected it immediately. But then I, you know, I have had obviously very different relationships with my opinions on the Kardashians, but mostly, <laughs> In the negative approval rating,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to explain <laughs> love hate to people because I'm like, but I, don't I will never that. I will never stop talking. Well, no it's, I love to talk about how I hate them. Like, yes. it's, like, I love, like it's but like a personal pastime They're... of mine. Like I'll never be invited to one of their mixers. Like, you know, Amanda, that's getting not bad. Be. I was talking to her last week and it's like, she, she, you know, she's in with them. And I'm like, where's the family that I'm, I keep like, like, where's my, like, is it the Bradshaw bunch? Like, who's going to be my family? You know, that I,
2: maybe support? it could be me, <laughs> yeah,
1: please, <laughs> hey, wait, Sammy, please. Can you start having a huge family? So you can oh, just only come on my show. Oh, my,
2: honestly, i like I. I feel the same way. Where I'm like I, but here's I don't want to be. I don't want my opinion to be compromised by them liking me.
1: Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because I can't then say, well, like that's. I, I told you, like I'm. I'm friendly with uh, Ariana and Tom from Vanderpump Rules, and like it. It has compromised how. Like, because I will see behind the scenes. And I'm like, oh well, actually, Tom's like super nice, and then then I'm like, damn it, I can't. Then I can't go with you know. I, I, I want to always be able to go with what I see on the show, not, and what right. I, what I pick up on internally from like gossip blogs, but when you right. meet them, I hate to break it to you. It kind of destroys the whole thing for me sometimes. And I don't want that to happen.
2: Right. Well, it's actually more interesting when the, the person is an asshole in person, cause then you can like confirm and you can also just not feel bad about continuing with your objective opinion or maybe it's not objective but whatever
1: yeah exactly (laughs) um uh okay so since we are on the kardashians and by the way this like sam i hope you'll come on again because this is going so fast and i really i I, really this has just been such so great for me um so mutual kardashian the housewives are the housewives but let's go to the Kardashians just in the sense of something that just happened today that I woke up to. And I always love when I wake up to something cause I know like, what's the first horror thing I'll see for the day. Like, <laughs> you know, and everybody's like, always like all these people are like, don't pick up your phone for the first hour of the day. You got to do a routine. And okay, like, I'm not me. a routine guy. Like, unfortunately I just pick up the phone immediately and I get scared immediately. And the first thing I was like through text messages, I got sent this flipping photo and I have to remember that I'm awake that Kim Kardashian and Ivanka Trump went to uh, some kind of meal at the Polo Lounge, mind you. So that means they want to be seen because the Polo Lounge is one of the most photographed places. I mean, they could have gone to Craig's, but it probably wasn't open during the day. And uh, they go there to to have a -a tete-a-tete. And listen, like I said, it's all right, guys. We're going to talk political. If that's not your jam, turn off right now. I get it. But I want to say that we are about at midterms, and this is a very important thing. And I just say, as women, no matter how you want to view or what your status is, I do believe women have the right to choose. And I hope you believe, too, just even from a medical standpoint. Okay, now going on to this, what was your feeling about Kim? And especially because the Kanye of it all is that Kanye... And listen, I have I'm on SSRIs. I deal with depression. I see therapists. I try to do everything I can to to make myself better. Um, But he has, to me, expressed full hatred towards Jewish people. And I believe you are Jewish. Um, uh, I like so I, I I find it completely repulsive and disgusting what is happening right now with the world in the sense of this? Why is Kardashian meeting with Ivanka? Because he spoke shit on Jared the other day. Uh, Kushner. Uh, what is happening? Can you break any of this down or your opinions besides disgust?
2: Oh well, besides disgust, no. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, here's okay. Here, here's the thing. What Kanye is doing. I mean, just to speak to what you're talking about about like mental illness and everything. I'm also on SSRIs and I, you know, go to therapy and I deal with all of this my grandparents were also in Auschwitz. They actually met my dad's parents were, they both had like what they lost, like their whole first fam, first families in the concentration
1: camp. This is a real thing that happened.
2: And they, you know, my dad and his family were their second family. And that the history of that particular nuclear family is so incredibly wild and the way that the effects of the Holocaust like did really ripple out is put it this way I discovered I have a cousin who's been a first cousin who's been living in Brooklyn this year uh just like that that's the kind of like messy circumstances that arose out of that and like to see this not in the context of history that like Jews have been you know exiled or kicked, you know, kicked out or genocide, you know, com- people have committed genocide against Jews in every gen, like almost every generation since, you know, history has been recorded. And the truth is that like, it doesn't, anti-Semitism doesn't like really go away. So the fact that Kanye is putting this out there when he has such like a messiah-like complex to his followers, and it speaks to like these very old anti-Semitic tropes of you know, Jews versus you know Jesus and all this stuff. And it's like all so 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 dangerous. And when you see people honking that Kanye was right on the 405 in California.
1: You guys I told that on the show today there was a sign over the 405 that said Kanye was right about the blah blah. And and people were like it says honk if you support.
2: Yeah, if you support Kanye's like opinions about the Jews. And The amount of honking that I'm told. Like, how did they not
1: get? How did did anybody park and like go beat the? I mean, you whatever. Like, I can't believe nobody like just threw. I uh, that to me was like shocking. Here's the thing:
2: most people have like never met a Jew, and because like we don't live. Is that true? Everywhere. I I mean, Jews are such a small percent of the of the country. You live in California, like you you know people who live in California, New York, like uh, you know. There's so many people who have never met a Jew, and all they know is like oh, conspiracy, control the media, coastal elites, you know, like they are all funding, you know, the Illuminati. Like this is such an old trope. Like it goes back thousands of years. And I think probably what it does is just like awakens for people like, oh, like I never liked Jews either. And oh, and now it's okay for me to say it. And like the the percentage of hate crimes against Jews has been just spiking. So it's just so deeply problematic. And then you have Kim Kardashian dining with Ivanka Trump. So Kim Kardashian doesn't denounce Kanye, but she goes and dines for three hours at the most like, you might as well put yourself on a stage in Los Angeles. That's what I was saying. That's why I
1: made pull. So you guys that, like, are listening in Middle America or whatever, polo lounge, you probably heard about it. It's, like, the Ivy or Craig's. It's one of the most uh, – it's one of the spots you hear the most in, like, Us Weekly, like, you know, but, um, but items. But, all, like-
2: but also, like, the um, the amount of celebrities who trot through there every day. If you sit there for two hours, you will see probably six cele- – Like, like, that is the place you go – to see, be seen. If you want privacy or you want to have a private catch-up with a friend, there are thousands of other restaurants you can go to, plus your Go home, to Kim's house. Hotel. It's
1: like behind right? a compound. Yeah.
2: Right. Like, this was She wants it to be seen. You know, I think she might have wanted her to be seen because Ivanka is famously converted to Judaism. So, I, I think that she was almost trying to, like, shield herself. Like, oh, she can't hate Jews. She's hanging out with Ivanka, which is which is a comment that I deeply resent that I'm going to even have to entertain, which I, I know that I will, um, at some point, but it's just, I wonder if that was her reasoning, but I don't know.
1: So that came out. And then of course, Kim releases a a statement saying that she stands behind the Jews, but I, I even released a statement on Instagram today about that too. And I'm like, how ridiculous it is that I'm even have like, like, what, like I'm having to release a state, like, wait, I don't understand, like I I co-host on Mondays with Sophie and and she is Jewish. And we were talking about this yesterday. And I'm like, the fact that I'm like, I didn't even like we're still here. Like this is what we're actually doing on top of the midterms are next week on top of like, it really is a very scary way. And then it, you go to disappear into your reality shows and you're dealing with people like Lisa Rinna that are possibly like, like, ha- like hacking into people's, like it's all just too much. How do you stay sane or how do you recommend we stay sane throughout any of this?
2: I don't stay sane. I mean, okay,
1: you, there we go. <laughs> you can judge
2: my own family. No, I mean, I, well, here's the thing. I'm lucky that I, get to do the thing that I care about like for my job so like there's that element how do I stay sane um I read a lot I know you said you were trying what do you to read what are you reading life. right now I'm reading kind of an old book it's called the two Mrs. Brendels. um but I <laughs> I just got a I got a Kindle and it like changed my life it got me on Kindle Jenner a Kindle Jenner. my my <laughs> she doesn't do a grandson, lot. she uh, she, <laughs> she I it has made my screen time go down so much because it's like it satisfies your need for a screen. oh, yeah,' and not being as like overstimulating because it's
1: there's like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her, there's lights on it so you feel like you're
2: (laughs) right you're still scrolling you're still looking at a
1: screen that's actually true i never really thought about that you're still doing you're feeding the scrolling dopamine thing you know you are but you're also like reading
2: so it's not as like i'm telling you if anyone wants to get off their phones get a kindle paperweight and this is not this is not a
1: by the way kindle send me a kindle paperweight i would love to try this um so I, I mean, promise. like, yeah, uh, it'll work. Uh, but uh, so, uh, coming up, w- what can we do on the midterms? We got to make sure we're registered to vote, right? Like, that's the most okay. important thing.
2: Yeah, here's the thing: every single person needs to vote. It's like not even a. It's so the. I don't know how serious you want me to get, but the things that will happen if if um the Democrats do not keep the majority in both houses of Congress and and governorships and secretary of state ships is that we call them? Uh, positions in these in every state, literally, it's just there's no question. Because here's the thing attorney attorneys general, governors, um, uh, secretaries of state they are the people who are deciding the, the election, the election, They're deciding the election. So they, they don't need to listen to it,
1: votes anymore. They not, once they are, yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. They do not, they can decide on their own. That then also abortion laws. Even if you have a blue uh, Democratic state legislature and you have a Republican governor, which in New York, there's a very high chance of a Republican governor getting elected. So every single person needs to vote for Kathy Hochul. Uh, The thing is, if they let's say the New York, New York state wants to pass like any sort of abortion protection and there's a Republican governor, they can just say no veto. So it's really, really, really important that the Democrats win both, how you know, win all of these, and, I, and I want to also
1: things. say that just because we want the Democrats to win, I'm not saying Democrats are perfect. No. I'm definitely uh, not saying <laughs> that. I'm not ridiculous in that sense. <laughs> but I am saying there are basic, okay. you know. Somebody once wise says this could be like Sharia law, sh- 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 law, but for Christians, you know, like that. that oh, that, is, oh, you know, I I know, that. Know. oh, I said yes. that.
2: I know, I know, no. I know, I know. Right um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that, like the I can't underscore enough how much they are going to make it impossible to get contraception, to get IVF, to to limit- Yeah, listen life. to that guys, yeah, like, IVF.
1: If you want to get pregnant and can't, they will make that, there are gonna they be things in, that you're not gonna be able to do to have. I mean, like it's just- it's They wild. believe you in really something think called fetal personhood, which means that
2: your fetus, is a person. Your, your embryo is a person, meaning it has equal rights of a person. And therefore, if you get an abortion, you could be an accomplice to murder. So like, this is what they will do in certain States. If they will prosecute people for miscarriages, like it is
1: so. If you believe this, Sammy, though, like this is like from a, this is why it's f- so interesting from a male perspective, because if thi- if this really all is true, then wouldn't you wouldn't these people and I know this is foul. So just and I'm not even making a joke. Wouldn't you have to allow uh, like make illegal male uh, masturbation because we are we are wasting sperm that could create children on our own pleasure. Wouldn't you have to make that illegal?
2: Well, here's the thing: in the religious theocracy of it all, they don't encourage masturbation. Like, think about Uh-oh. like, oh
1: wait, uh oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they
2: think of it as like still spilling seed. Like, there's, you know, yes. there's, it's that's it's, what that I'm saying. So, world, like,
1: what, yeah, what, but I, it's just I, interesting. I, how far does it go? I,
2: yes, it goes as far as as you could imagine. As that, that's how far they will take. They'll take it as far as it they can. You know, I like. I don't know if this is, I mean, I don't want to get like too serious here, but like they're they want to rewrite the constitution. Like they want to have a convention of states so that yes. they can like reopen the questions around the constitution to make a more religious country. And then, I mean, I know the economy and just, I want to talk for sure a second about the inflation of it all, inflation of the global uh, Are you good to America's- go
1: like 10 more minutes or are you oh, good? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, are you yeah. okay. okay? Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. And America's inflation rate is much lower, or not much lower, it's still very high, it's lower, lower than other countries. It is a global problem because of the pandemic and because of the war in Ukraine where, where Putin invaded and the GOP is pro-Putin.
1: The, G- the, yeah, the GOP me. is trying to convince us that Putin's a good guy. You guys, yeah. like, I love how we rewrite history. If you guys like would just open, like just, just go research just a little bit for yourselves. Like, like, listen, I knew Putin was a bad guy from like, and my dad was like, almost like, like he was a Republican at times. And he was like that Putin, like I remember being raised in a household where it was like, Putin is not a good man. You guys, I'm sorry.
2: Horrible. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. Like they will get rid of Medicare. They want to vote. They want to vote every one to five years whether Social Security will continue. So all that money that we've paid in, poop, gone. For parents who are probably relying on Social Security, they may not have that. And I mean, just in terms of money in everyone's pocket, like the Biden administration has made hearing aids available over the counter. There used to be thousands of dollars, like the student loan forgiveness. Like all of these things have made, despite inflation, they're trying to make life easier for you know, people, there's electric vehicle tax credits. So like, I would just really beg everyone to vote up and down Democrat if they, if you're in alignment with that.
1: It's, you know, it's it's really that simple, but I I just get scared because of like, listen, as a white straight dude, I, I always say this on the pod, I've had it so lucky my entire life. And I was like lower middle class, but I still had it so lucky. I didn't even realize that other people weren't represented as a kid because I saw myself on TV all the time. So I didn't even like stop to think of like, where's my friend Damien who's black in my school? Like, why isn't he on TV more? Like I, like I never even stopped to think about it. And as you get older, you start to learn these things and you meet these people. But I find it ridiculous for the amount of women that I talk to that I am like, that I'm in the, And, you know, admiration of that blow me away every single day, my mom being number one of those that that you would ever get your rights taken away or not fight for the rights of other women. And, And remember, there is a separation of church and state still in this country, or supposedly that's what it was founded on. So I want to remind, you know, like just the women in my life are way smarter than the men in my life. And like, I just really, really, really like, and we, and guys, don't say it's ridiculous because we saw the last four years or five, like the country is changing in weird ways in extremist views. You can even see Kanye in the last couple of uh, weeks. This has become normal and we keep pushing this line further and further back. So we make it acceptable. Like we start to normalize it of like, oh yeah, just crazy shit happens now every day. It doesn't have to be like that. It will always be crazy, but we are pushing it to such a degree that it makes these reality shows seem like our good safe place
2: yeah i mean i know i definitely have like a kind of a crazy alarmist vibe it's because i'm a double aries um, so it just comes through
1: in my energy <laughs> okay okay you but, lost me
2: <laughs> but <laughs> i also don't really believe in astrology but i do i don't either me. that's what i'm like oh I, i'm lost on i astrology. know that's like a deeply intense sign and, and other listeners will know um to have two of so, you know, I know I sound quite alarmist, but the truth is I do, you know, I do large sweeps of the news headlines every day at, to create my podcast. So it's,
1: you know, okay. okay so as we so end, the, the, break these are down, the
2: things that don't get spoken about as
1: much as we end, let's break down the rest of your day for me. Like what, I mean, cause you are, uh, you, how does like Betches run? Like, like, like how, what do you have to do for the rest of the day? Is it like 80 billion things plus the house stuff?
2: I mean, we have an incredible team, like with so yeah. many, with a team of 50 people. It's really, really incredible. Um, Can I you know, come to your I'm, offices I mean,
1: next time I'm in New York? Yeah, of course. Like and I always I see barely, Dylan, yeah. Dylan's. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah. No, just give me the keys. I'll just go in yeah. after hours. I just want to hang around. Like- no, it's a very
2: fun. It's a very fun office. People, you know, people go there. I am like kind of an introvert and I yeah, have yeah, a yeah. lot of social anxiety. So, and it's also like not really that productive for me to go um commute. <laughs> um, but, you know, I do a lot of like, management type of meetings like although that's not really my job I'm trying to like move to more content um you know I'm on a lot of podcasts I go on a lot of other podcasts you know a lot of like vision planning for the company um yeah it's it's so you got a busy day ahead of you and it's (laughs) monday
1: so you got a full week ahead of you so we're gonna let you go but sammy sage you know you really created something that i think like listen i'm a a dude fan of betches and i know betches is not meant for me but what you've created is is such a cool safe space for women and it is one of the first things when i got into this that people were always talking about and it's one of those things where i started off with like following like housewife content but then was noticing you were doing all of these other things and then i got so excited about the political Aspect of it because it's something that I don't really cover, but thank you for covering it. And I really just think the work you guys do is just so important. So thank you for doing it. Not to be all kiss assy, but like it really is such a, a pleasure and honor to talk to you today, Sammy. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much. Same to you. You know, I you know, I'm glad that you actually had me on and that um you did. Yeah, that we don't long. hate Just each like, other. Yeah, we, we don't, don't. Yeah, it, well,
1: this could have been a feud for the ages. Like, which I way? know. Well,
2: <laughs> no. Thank you so much. I really, you know, it's really same goes for you. I think you really have an awesome look. Anyone who can speak to a microphone for two hours solo and have people still very interested is that's a feat. So, you
1: know, I think you should yeah. really try to put yourself. that on my tombstone. Anybody <laughs> can talk to two hours. No, Good it is a real out. talent. Yeah. No, it
2: really, honestly, it is a real skill. And um, well, it's, it's
1: that means awesome. a lot coming from you. So I appreciate it. And hopefully, we will talk to you again.
2: Yes. Thank you so much. Betches.